I know it probably seems so hard and scary and impossible to have to make a whole new group of friends, but it is possible. It's just like finding a new boyfriend or a new partner of any sorts. It's scary in the moment, but I promise you there's better people out there who will accept you for who you are as a person and will not leave you out. We're your besties in your ear. Back for another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Where are we? We're in Alex and Graham's bed. You're on my side. Okay, I was going to ask you which side I was on. I thought this was Graham's for some reason. It's mine. Do you want to know why? Yeah, kind of. Closer to the bathroom. Okay, usually I would assume that it would be Graham's because he wants to be closer to the door. If someone comes in and tries to kill you, he dies first. If somebody came in this apartment and tried to kill us, it's he's frozen and I (laughs) am going to get the person out of the apartment. (laughs) He has tasered. There was a taser in the bathroom yesterday. Like the door some one time somebody knocked on the door in the middle of the night it was my dad who was locked out of his apartment it was like 3 a.m graham bennett freaking out and i'm like i just walk over the door look through the, the eye hole i'm like hey dad <laughs> i just found a knife in mike's nightstand and he said it is in case of an intruder i was like there's no way that you would if there was an intruder like you're frozen exactly like you're not getting that knife well, you're not getting close enough to them to stab them yeah, what like, is he gonna do and it was like a good kitchen knife like I was like looking for it. <laughs> like this is where the and culinary collection went. Imagine like me opening that. I was like, "Oh, is he gonna kill me?" <laughs> yeah, he and might I'm... kill me with it. Imagine like you, uh, somebody opening it and actually sticking their hand in there. Like I don't know. Like a lot of room for error. I razored myself earlier. Actually, you know what I mean. Like packing yes. it. Yes. Um, watch this episode on YouTube because the bed's fun and We're having a pillow fight. <laughs> Did you want to take the top off? Hello, <laughs> fight. I Watch did. On Go on YouTube right now. I'm naked. <laughs> Ready, set, swat. Um, this episode is brought to you, all of our episodes, this entire podcast is brought to you by Pink Whitney. Head to your local bar today and buy you and all of your friends Pink Whitney shots. Cheers to summer coming. I cannot believe it's May. Um, so go shoot your shot and take a shot with your best friend. Damn, it is May. Can you even? Can Where did, for me, it's January through March gone. No, I agree. I feel like January was kind of a long month. And then all of a sudden it blinked and I'm like, May. Or I blinked. <laughs> it blinked. A- April was like kind of there, but not really. Uh, see, that's where time really started to pick up for me because I left New York. And I feel like I've just been traveling. Both of us have been traveling ever since like April 1st. Yes. <laughs> so I don't even know where life's been. I've been here one week a Monday through Friday. Same. This is my first full week in New York. Actually, that's a lie because I'm going to San Diego tomorrow. Um, last. Where was I last week? Oh, oh, last week. Yeah. When I came home from Dallas, that Monday through Monday was my first week. I did. From beep. From beep. Oh, I'm fucking care. Fucking yeah. in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier because I we're going to Dallas next week, and I was telling some of my friends like we're coming, and I was like, "That's so funny! Like they didn't know you were just there." It's so funny because I'm like, "Don't say where I was on this on the podcast," but then on my Instagram story, I'm like, "Dallas, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, Dallas." I'm in Dallas, but don't tell them. <laughs> also like who cares i was in dallas it it made no it made sense to hide it the first time yeah because you were going Mm -hmm. no didn't even make sense then no i think it was your only way of like protecting this person's like identity because the whole world will know everything else (laughs) also if i say dallas everyone's like that guy yep full full on I don't think they know. No. Oh, no. I was oh, like, wait. Oh, in your head, you think you say the city and everyone knows who it is. But it's like, it's like when we, yeah, when we talk about a story someone told us, yeah. that person's like, oh my gosh, the whole world knows. And it's like not one single person. No. Yeah. And we're going to be, when this episode comes out on Monday, we'll be in Dallas by Wednesday. So um, hope we, hopefully we see some of you guys. Yeah. That would actually be so fun. Dallas is so much fun. We're going to have a blast. I mean, I'm very excited. When this, when this episode comes out, I'm actually there. Yeah. And I'll be there two days. Hi, see you soon. Speaking of Dallas, I think I do think it is kind of a fun segue into the term wife material because yes. I think a lot of people. No, I'm going to go actually on the anti stereotype of the term wife material. Should I tell the story of how it like came to be? Yes. So 
I'll stop trying to bridge with Dallas because there's not one. <laughs> Alex's um, transitions are my favorite. I was like, what? <laughs> so I remember when we first started the pod, we tried to make every transition seamless. And it's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> so anyways, last week, one of my friends was telling me a story. She was out with a group of her friends, guys and girls, and she was talking to her guy friend. And I, I don't know exactly how the conversation came up, but he was like, oh, I would never date any of the girls here. Like the girls that aren't here right now and that went home at midnight are definitely more wifey material than the girls that are staying up till 4 a.m. and partying. And she was like, in what world does that correlate to make someone wifey material? And I told Alex that and she has a counter argument with me, right? Well, no. Well, well, what's your what? Oh, sorry. I agree with um my friend. Like, I don't think in any way, shape, or form the how you spend your weekends or how late you will stay up makes you less of a wife or not. Because in my mind, it's like if you want the girl who goes home at midnight, that's fine. If you want the girl who stays up to four a.m., that's fine. But I don't think going home at midnight or staying up till four a.m. makes you more or less of a wife. Okay, so I agree. I put it, I did in my head though, this morning I was like writing these things down and I did get to this scenario. So do I think a wife or a girlfriend or a partner in general should be out alone until 4am? Okay. In New York, I think all the bars are still open. Mm -hmm. I think that's a different scenario than if she's out till four or five and they're like after partying somewhere that to me was like a little bit sketchier of a situation but in general i completely completely agree i don't think it matters one bit like i don't think we can box in i think if we said wife material let's list 10 qualities below it i think those things boil down to like person-to-person communication yeah and i was talking to one of my guy friends earlier today about what he thought wife material was and he was like oh he was like one of the big things for me would be i would know she always had my back and would talk about me in a nice light I love that. And I said, oh, and I said, you're really good about that. And he said, no, we're not describing husband material. We're describing wife material. And I said, oh, that's not good. Because you want that. That to me would go both ways. Mm -hmm. Like I completely disagreed with him there. I was like, so she's just supposed to walk around and be your PR rep. But you can say whatever you want about her. I was like, in no world. Like guy talks okay in the corner, but the girl talk can't. And so I was like, well, I don't agree with you, like, in the slightest on that. No. That's actually Vanderpump reference again. 12-year relationship ended because of that. 12-year, yeah. Who? She got divorced. The, the girl divorced the husband because he never had her back ever. He would, no matter what, always pick the other person's side. No matter why what. Why be married then? Exactly. Like, why That's would why she divorced him. Like, to me, a marriage is a partnership about, like, your best friend, your person. It's like, why would you be married to someone where you didn't want to have their back? In what world? It's like you're embarrassed in them or something. I think people take it as... I think people take it for granted. So I think... Because I was about to parallel it to a friendship, a best friendship, where you, of course... We talked about it a few episodes ago. There are just those certain people in that first ring where you have their back no matter what. Somebody comes up to you... They could be like, she murdered him. And you're like, well, you can fuck off because I'm on her side. Mm-hmm. And yes, she did murder him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just that level of loyalty. Now, I think, so then you want to say that to the partner as well. But I think a lot of times in marriages or relationships, people that are, have to do with love, people will take it for granted. And they know they'll always be there. So they know they can go. And I think it's like your lower level brain. But you're like, yeah, I mean, she just fucking sucks today. Or like, she's so not cool. Yeah. And it's like, that's not... That's not what we're doing here. Like you go for you go to bat for them good and bad times fully. And like going back to how late someone stays up, making them less or more of a wife. You also have to like look at it and think what you want in a person. Like if you're somebody who loves going out and staying up till four and wants your wife to be your best friend where you can party together, that's perfect for you. But if if you want a wife who will stay home and be domestic, that's also fine. But you just have to realize like what you want and that person and that person can both make excellent wives if they're paired with the correct partner. Yeah, I I don't think the term wife has like go home at midnight written underneath it. No, because I think there's a lot of husbands that love a girl that's like so much fun Mm -hmm. or they want to have fun with her. Like, okay, let's let's play the counter side of this. You've got the wife that's always at home and never wants to go out. Well, you, you guys aren't the fun couple. 
Yeah. Like then you don't have, like, I think there's so many different scenarios to play it, but I do think there's a, an aspect of breeding fear. So if she does want to go out, I think it's two different scenarios. Number one, if you started dating and she was one way and then a year in, you're like, she's going out till 4am. What's why, why are you starting to do that more now? That would be a separate conversation. But I think if she's the type that loves to go out till 4am, but you guys in every other category are like so in love, but that's like her downfall. I think you do a cost benefit analysis and you're like, is it worth it or not? But I also think it's really important to not reprimand her for that. Or she'll start one being somebody else Mm -hmm. or two. She'll start lying to you. Yeah. And I wouldn't think you would want that. And he would too. The guy, it would, that would work both ways. If you were constantly telling the guy, don't go out with those guy friends. Okay. He's going to go out with those guy friends. I'm going to tell you exactly. People are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. They're either just going to tell you about it or not tell you about it. So it's like, (laughs) let them be themselves to a certain extent. Yeah. If it, if it's what, if you love them in every area, but they do one, you're like, okay. Yeah. We got to get rid of like the whole, what makes someone the the perfect wife or husband, because everyone has their own definition. Relationships are so different these days. Like there's just no one person fits all anymore. I I do. I will say this. I love, I love the term wife material. Yeah. For you though. Like that one to me is wifey material. Yeah. Or he, he's husband material. There could be seven guys over there. I would pick one. You'd pick one and you'd pick one. And they're all, we would pick different ones. But to us, we see husband. And I think that's like really endearing and like sweet. Oh yeah. Fully. Yeah. Cause my husband material is not going to be your husband material no. or your husband material. Like we all have different tastes. And if I married or dated Graham or Mike, we wouldn't work out because we are not compatible. Like you guys are compatible with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you fit, you figure out those boxes. Yeah. It's just such an interesting thing or or term. When she told me that story, I was like, am I, is it 1980? I don't know. Was he out till 4 a.m.? Yes, he was. So that's the part that's confusing me. He was out having a blast. You can do this, but you can't because what, you're a slut if you do? He wanted to. You're promiscuous? No, he wants his his wife to be home at midnight and he wants to stay out with the boys. Yeah. Childish. Yeah. Also, (laughs) insecure because he's, because it's like, why wouldn't you want your, your girlfriend out too? Like, you're afraid. What are you afraid of? No, exactly. Like, what's the fear there? I'm, like, confused. Well, the the fear is, I think he said it without knowing he said it. Like, you know how when you're like, okay, so if I left the room and you guys, no, if you left the room and we started talking about you, then I left the room, I'd be afraid you guys were talking about me. It's my own fear because I just did it. So he's afraid she's out flirting because he's out flirting with his wondering eye. So he's putting it back on her where she would be like, what? Well, that's what my guy friend said. So one of my friends is married and he gave us like his male outlook, which was so interesting. And he was saying he was like this guy say that because they're insecure and they are afraid that if their girlfriend is out till 4 a.m., they're going to get swept up by another man. When in reality, it's like if you feel secure in yourself in your relationship, you're not ever going to be worried that your girlfriend's going to go out and be swept up by another man at 4 a.m. I mean, what a genuine connection, right? Because it's like we all know, like when you genuinely like someone, you're secure and happy in your relationship, you will go out with your girlfriends and you're going to want to come home to the person you love. But if you don't actually like that person, yeah, you are going to go out to 4 a.m. and try to find somebody else, right? Like she's out till four. Four also just I'm just like what are we that was a very dramatic time yeah but it's just so funny because it's such a dramatic time to be like and she also fell in love <laughs> 4 a.m. drunk 4 a.m. on a Saturday I'm like Trying to get a cab I, yeah I would be worried about like her going to dinner with like some massively wealthy hot NFL player yeah that's where I'm worried yeah not at all at 4 a.m. yeah no fully I think at the end of the day like if you had to pick like one quality in i guess a husband like what's one quality in like that's husband material okay so if i have to hold on give me a second don't mean to answer mine <laughs> yeah i feel like for me like if you if you if i had to pick one thing for husband material it would be somebody who just like genuinely cared about me and my life on a daily basis just act acted not acted was genuinely curious and interested in my life like always like how was your day? You had a bad day. Tell me like, like engage. Like, why was it a bad day? I want to know why that would be mine. So mine is the umbrella of tough communication. So I think the biggest thing in husband material is when it gets tough, knowing that they can talk through it. Like there'll be good days 
and that's great mm-hmm. when it's when it's sunshine and rainbows it's awesome and most of the time i think you can get along with anybody when it's good but when it's bad knowing one that you will have open communication with them i think is the most important thing because it's all we have at the end of the day is like our words and so if you know they will talk to you and meet you on a level and maybe they're not going to listen to exactly to what you say and they might not do it but that they'll hear you mm-hmm. and that they'll tell you back as vulnerable as they can be, I think that's highly important and you can get through a lot with that. Also, just like self-confidence yeah, and high self-esteem. Say, mine is definitely charisma. What's, what think, do you mean? What like, is that again? That's like charm and confidence. Yeah. And I think that translates in a lot of ways, like in the way you are social, flirty, ambitious. Like it all comes back to like how charismatic you are. Yeah. I think that's mine. I like that. Like, yeah, someone who just like know, knows what they want and gets it and like doesn't play games and just stands firm and is like... I love you. <laughs> well, and a big one, I was going to say a big one to yours, the charisma thing is when you have a problem and you ask them and you know that they're going to give you the right answer. Right's relative. Honest, Honest but correct, like how you two both feel, I think is really important. Like, because if, if you don't know the answer, you need to know that they know it. I like that. You know what's so funny? I was thinking about this is that like down the shore over the summer, people oh, like everyone says like, oh, I got to go to the bar tonight because my wife's there. <laughs> That's cute. Like, oh, I got to go because my husband's there. You know what I mean? It's like a thing. Like, you're going to meet them at the bar. Which is funny because I feel like that's the last place you want to meet your I know. future husband or I wife. I know. But I've, I actually know so many people that's parents met, like, at the bars. Down In the Jersey? Shore. Yeah. So many people say that, like, all the time. My husband's there. I got to go. I'm. <laughs> love that. I'm so obsessed with that because yeah. initially what I thought you were saying was that they were already married and they were separate for the day. I got to go find them and meet them there tonight. Like, I, but I, I like it mindset too. I love it in both scenarios. I love it because I was, what I was going to say earlier was it's so funny about this guy in the girl being separate at 4am. Cause there's nothing I would love more than to be out with grandma 4am. Like that is my ideal. We're still leaving the club. Cause you, cause you, I love to go out. I would stay out all morning. Mm-hmm. I would literally not sleep. I would love for him to want to go with me. And like, that to me is like my idea of fun. So I'm like, that's cool. If the wives are at the bar and the husbands are like, gotta go. Cause my girl's there. But then to think about meeting them there, I'm like, what a fun atmosphere. Yeah. I, I something I, in the air. It's like, Ooh, like a date. Yeah. I am so obsessed with that. Yeah. Not like I met her at a coffee. I met her at the bar. Yeah. Like, Oh, that is so, I'm like, I'm excited. <laughs> See, being a single person, I'm like, I could not agree with you or disagree with you guys more. Why? Because when you're single, like everyone, like you meet guys at the bar and you, it's like failed story after failed story. Cause the guys at the bar, they're not looking for a girlfriend. They're looking to hook up. So you go home yeah. with them, you hook up or you get their number and then they ghost you or they never reach out. Like as a single person, there's just never a success story. It's always like fun to be like, I would love to meet my future husband at a bar, but that's like nine out of 10 or yeah. like 1% is I that's think this happening. This situation is a little more niche. Because it's like, I don't know, there's something about the shore. Like, you meet people Love in the air. their house, and then you become friends with their house, and yeah, so it turns into a relationship more. I was going to say initially to this point, I'm not, I do think location plays a big part because growing up in Oklahoma, Dallas, for example, I also know Houston, like I think of the places my brother lived, they go out to find, because everybody wants to be in a relationship, so yes. they go out to the bars to meet people. Yeah, it's definitely location based. It's a New York thing that it's so true. Every time you're like, they're not in New York. I'm like, they're not. And if they are, they're not at the bars. But I think you'll see they are at these bars. When we go to Dallas. In Dallas and Austin, like they're at the bars because every guy there does. You don't find guys like, I just want to be single, really roaming around in the Midwest and the South. They're kind of like, I want to find my girl. Oh, I genuinely believe if I lived in Texas or still the Midwest, I would be wifed up by now. You're not finding a man in the Northeast that wants to settle down or that's going out to the bar to find his wife. But if you go to Texas, I bet you 20 bucks. If I was there for a month, I would find at least five boyfriends. Like. you would, you'll find five in one night. I'm telling you, in the South, those guys go out to the bars and they either have their girl with them mm-hmm. and it's very obvious that they're taken or they are clearly looking for a girl and they'll approach you. Like dating in the South or in the Midwest is so textbook, so easy, yeah. so seamless. Living in New York, even talking to you about it, I'm like, everything in me knows that's wrong. Like that's not, I'm like, that's not how I'm wired. Yeah. But that's how people up here are doing it. 
No, fully. Like I, I, think I it's the anonymity of the city. Like you could hide in New York. You can meet someone and hide, and you don't have any responsibility to them. We live in an anomaly. Yeah. Like this is not the norm. We live in the one spot in the world. That's it's like, very it's, anonymous here. Yes. Yeah. I you mean, know? I know in my core, like if if I'm 35 and still single, I'll just move to Texas for like a month <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. I'll be good to go. Take a tr- take a one day trip there. Yeah. And then you'll move there forever. But like I know I know in my core that even my astrologist said it. I'm not going to meet my husband in New York City, and that's fine. I've accepted that, and I, I don't want to. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't want you to. <laughs> no, unless he's like 35. I bet like a guy. I bet there's some nice 35, 36 year olds out in new york roaming like going to the nice bars being like oh i think i have time for a wife now you know i think that's a good age (laughs) (laughs) what a phenomenal age area 35 plus i dated a 34 year old and he was one of the best well and then he turned 35 and you should have married him you're always one number away um quick pause to talk about Mamitas. Cheers. Cheers. What do you have? Spicy Marg? Spicy Marg. Spicy Marg. I love it. No matter what matches my nails. And your nails are what colors? Pink. Orange. Miami Dolphins. Oh, my nails are not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please ignore that. Continue. You're staring, you were staring at orange nails and said pink. I know. I don't know what happened. What the heck? Okay. No matter the season or what you're celebrating, <laughs> it's always a great time for Mamita's Tequila Seltzer. Also, like, does anything say summer more than canned, 95 calories, naturally gluten-free tequila seltzers? And one gram of sugar? I mean, like, come on. I can drink these all day. A mucho refreshing tequila seltzer you can enjoy anywhere. No shaker needed. That's the best. You just throw them in a cooler and go with you. Mamitas comes in seven delicious flavors. Mango, pineapple, lime, and the new cocktail pack. Paloma, spicy marg, classic marg, and tequila sunrise. You tasted the Paloma yesterday, and what did you say? It was the most flavorful seltzer I've ever had. You loved it. Oh my God. It's my new favorite flavor. I'm also um, a Paloma girl. Paloma is my favorite flavor. Made with real tequila and only 95 calories. Find Mamitas at drinkmamitas.com or order on GoPuff. And enjoy. Happy summer and cheers. Cheers. Story time. Dun, dun, dun. Story time. (laughs) So this girl DM'd us and she was like, what do I do in this scenario that all of my best friends were hanging out with each other and I wasn't invited and they were posting it on Instagram and she was like, okay, so I think that's a scenario we can all relate to being left out. Yeah. She said, she was like, I kind of want to say something to some of them, but I'm really flattered by my friends that didn't post that much. Like they were being cognizant of her being left out. And then there's kind of maybe those friends that were trying to throw it in her face and they were posting a lot. So she's like, do I say something like, I can't help it if they're my best friends? And I was like, what a relatable scenario. Not really a question, but we could talk about how it would make you feel or like what you would do in that scenario. And I think every single girl goes through it. Well, my biggest question is, one, was she purposefully left out? Yes, let's say yes. Okay. And then I would ask why? Like, is it, did she do something? Like, is it a her problem? Is it her friend's problem? If it's a her problem... Like, let's say, like, maybe she was a bad friend to them and they were like, I, we need a break from you. She should figure out how to fix that. But if her friends purposely did that to her for no reason, at this age, I would have no tolerance for that. And I'd be like, I guess I need to look for new friends. See, okay, that's my thing, too. I think girls, let's say they're a group of five friends that usually do everything together. And let's say they're even in a group text together. Mm-hmm. And you invite one, you usually invite all five. I'm all, I'm down for two girls to pan off. Yeah. Three girls to pan off. But if all of them pan together and then the one is left out, I think A, that's very hurtful. B, I do think you look inward and you say, what's my culpability here? But I feel, I feel really bad and sad for her, but I don't know that I would say something past, hey guys, I saw you were all hanging out. Would have loved to have been invited. Like my feelings are hurt that I wasn't. But at the same time, what does that text do? I I mean, you said it to me earlier today, like actions speak a lot louder than words. Like you can text to your blue in the face, but they're not going to care what you have to say if they think a certain way to some degree. Like she's going to need to go out of her way. And if, if it is her fault, change her actions. Like maybe she was a bad friend and she needs to go out of her way to be a better friend to them. But like sending a text isn't going to do something. Or if they're really bad friends, it kind of goes back to dating. It's like, why would you ever want to be around people who didn't want you around? Right. 
I I feel I feel for her in the sense of I'm trying to put myself in her shoes because I've been here. Yeah. Uh, we all have. We all have. I, I think everyone at some point is there. You're you're, oh, you're on Instagram. And you're like, oh man, like they're all hanging out. And I didn't get the text. You do initially look inward, and then you do get sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's one of the worst feelings in the world when you feel rejected by your friends. Yeah, because you feel so lonely and isolated and let you just at the soul. You just feel left out. Yeah. But I think I mean, OK, let me ask you this. Those people who did that to you, are you still friends with them to this day? Not none of them. Not one of them. Everybody on my best friend list I can think of immediately right now. Never. And if they were going somewhere, I can think of times when they actually would text me. And be like, hey, I am going. Like, I don't, I didn't see you in the group text. Not sure what that's about. You know, I love you. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not friends with the girls who did that to me. And I know for a fact all my friends that are very close friends at this moment in my life, one, would never do it vindictively. And two, just would never do that to me. I would never, and never in a million years would I be worried that my friends were going to hang out without me for a vindictive reason. So when you were left out, you were purposely left out and you know that? Or are you just assume they would just hang out and not feel the need to include me mm-hmm. and they would all hang out. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just going to pattern. Yeah. I'm just going to remo- remove myself from that friend group and find new friends who accept and love me for who I am because I did look inward and I was like, am I the problem? And I wasn't, it was just, they were just a very clicky group that I just, I never felt like good enough to be friends with. I think sometimes like groups are difficult because like everyone in it thinks that the it's like everyone's the same and like sometimes there's someone that like you're just not close with and it's like almost like a forced friendship like I was in a group once with this girl that like I personally had no relationship with and like we got in a big fight once because I didn't invite her to like my shore house and I was just kind of like a group chat that we don't talk in that much isn't a valid reason for us to be friends. Like I need more than like, I have strong personal friendships with other people that happen to be in this group. And like, that's why they're invited. Does that make sense? I think that's different though. Then like, this seems like a group of like like five girls who are best friends and do everything together. Mm. And I, and I don't think a scenario exists where it's not vindictive. Yes. I think, I think if they're, if we're going off the operation of five Mm -hmm. and it's a group text of just girls, and all four go somewhere. It's what you you sparked it in me earlier. I kind of lost my train of thought. But I what it was was, and I'm having to set myself back like three or four years to remember this because I think we, we grow out of it. Yeah. It's group think. You said the friends I'm close with, I know they would never leave me out vindictively. Mm-hmm. So you get to a level with people and you're like, I know she means no harm to me because that's my mother effing girl. And I, and I know that's my core. So those are, that's the best case scenario. The other one's group think they know it's petty and they know it so much so that they won't even text you ahead of time to get ahead of it. I know if I've invited everyone and I've left a girl out, she needs a text from me that's like, hey, this, we're going with all guys tonight. You don't have a boyfriend. I love you. You know that. It'd be weird. And I had eight seats. Yeah. And if you're, if you truly meant nothing by it, I think you throw them a text because you know, if there's five and you just did four, you know, you know what it could mean to them. Well, and like you have, like my friends will hang out without me a lot because I travel a lot and I lose touch with plans. But when I see them all together, if I'm here and I don't get the invite, I just text them and I'm like, I'm coming. And they're like, of course you are. We just didn't know your travel schedule. It's not. Yeah. You, cause you know, it's not like that, but you know, the caddy girls. Yes. And you're right. We're not friends with them today. I'm not friends with them today. That's, I know the type that was like, um, should we, and it's this text. Should we invite Miranda? No, it's okay. I mean, uh, let's not do, and you two know what you're doing. Yes. And if you have a problem with a girl in a friend group, talk to her about it because in no way, shape or form, is it okay to just leave someone out without you voicing the reason you're leaving them out? Like we're adults now. Yes. And you should never just, cause it's like, a friend like it's almost like ghosting a friend it's like you just can't do that and how do you have you I I can think of one time when I did it and I was like that was mean of me and I left a girl out I felt same the next time I saw her I didn't feel like oh got her like oh I I left you out because you annoy me I I looked at her and I thought wow I feel this big that was you forget or did you purposely 
it's purposeful. I don't think you. I don't think in these types of scenarios, if you're like in a group, I don't think there's such thing as real forgetting. Not when like, it's like that five. You know that that's always the crew that studied together. It's very college for me. Like it, I, it hasn't really happened since then, but mm-hmm. it's always us. Or there's like the four roommates, and th- and it's like you know, yeah. And I, it was a roommate thing for me. Three of us went, and I saw the fourth one, and yeah, she was on my nerves, and I made like a real lower. Le- and when I saw her, I was like, all I am is sorry. Yeah. I don't feel like I stuck it to you. Like, I just feel bad. Yeah. Well, and like to Alana's point, like Alana's point, if you are in a large group of friends and you're not super close to one of the girls, you don't owe her anything. Like, yeah, that's, that's a thick I, skin. To, yeah. To make it clear, it wasn't a five. It was like. You're talking a group text. Group of friends and I'm like, we don't have a relationship. Like 10 people. Y- yeah. Yeah. And I only invited like four or five. Yeah. Like, and we like are, those are my best friends. Like, it just so happens my best friends were in a larger group chat. That's entirely that different. Sense. Yeah. It's yes. so and different. I always think about that. I'm like, but I, that's why I think sometimes you have to center yourself and be like, well, did they think I was busy? Mm-hmm. Do they, like they have closer relationships. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I always try to remind myself about those things when I get left out of things. Yeah. That's why I like, like, that's why like, if you do like two off or three off or that's fine. But as soon as it's just one person left out, yeah. you can never just leave one person. Well, that's out. where it is. If you don't have like a certain number of seats to fill, you have to invite them. Yeah. If it's a total number and you're going to remove one. Mm-hmm. But in, I think in the group text, large group text scenario, Everyone there has to show up with thick skin. Like if I'm left out and I'm not just the one, I think it's required of you to put on thick skin and say, not a big deal. Moving on. It's not about me. And also if you're that, the girl in this story, you, I know it probably seems so hard and scary and impossible to have to make a whole new group of friends, but it is possible. Like, I think we all have made different groups of friends in our lives and it's just like finding a new boyfriend or a new partner of any sorts. It's scary in the moment, but I promise you there's better people out there who will accept you for who you are as a person and will not leave you out. Absolutely. And those girls that were there by proxy because they were invited, they know too. And, and that, that's hard on them. It's hard to be the invite knowing you're leaving somebody out. The toughest position is the inviter. Because she knows she's doing it. And mm-hmm. that to me is like mean, mean, mean. But if you're invited as the friend, it's an awkward position to be in. And they they know it and they feel it. And I guarantee if you said something to them, if you felt, if there was one where you're like, I'm closer with her and you said it, guarantee she calls you. She's like, listen, I, I, I felt bad going. Like, I hated it. I didn't think you should be left out. You yeah. know, like you'll get a reasonable response. Yeah. But it's groupthink. Yeah. And it just goes back to our, rather have four shiny quarters than a hundred dull pennies. Like. Pick a few and make sure those are good relationships and stick with them. And you know what else? What? It would be cool if one of the invited ones was like, hey, we should invite her. But they won't at the time because they're afraid of them getting kicked out. Yep. So you got to remember there's politics with girl groups. It's it's complicated. <laughs> and guys don't it get still it. Is. Not at all. Yeah. At this to- age? Yeah. I had to go back literally to college to answer that question. See, mine was like uh, college to like early early 20s i can't remember a drama with a girl group after the age of 23 <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah. and my mom always told me in college she'd be like you're not you're the older you get you're never gonna care and i was like there's no way mom i can possibly not also like i might be a little bit different than some people but like my best friends aren't the friends i met in high school or college they're like scattered throughout my life like so i can promise you like I'm 27 and I made some of my best friends at 27. I've taken, I've got one from one from high school, every phase. You kind of, you take a, you take the ones with you. Yeah. The shining stars. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you circle back to some. Yeah. I have a few from high school, a few from college, but it's not like I'm like, my best friends are my high school friends and I've never made friends since then. It's like, no, I promise you I've made friends in every part of my life. And they're all good for different reasons. Mm-hmm, and exactly. it's really beautiful. Well-rounded. Yeah. Do you want to tell your other story? I just love your stories lately. <laughs> the guy always being right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This story, I feel like my attitude is going to come out to play. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So one of my friends messaged me and was like, all right, I have a listener question. And I was like, oh, okay. And she ended up having to voice note it to me. Okay, so what happened was she was, her and her boyfriend were texting. Mm-hmm. She was at work and she has like a really hands-on job. And he was also at work. Okay, so they're both at work. They have a couple friend, like a friend that's a couple that was fighting. The girl had talked to the girl about it. The guy talked to the guy about it. The guy called the guy and was like, hey, check in on the girls. Like, what what have they been talking about? So he's texting her at work and he's like, hey, what happened? 
she responds back a text that says, I don't know that should work. I don't know that should work. She left out a very important word of if. I don't know if that should work. Two very different sentences. And they are. And it's just two letters apart. But they mean they do mean something very different. She's like going around doing her stuff, checks her phone, reads it. She's like, oh, didn't mean that. Corrects it. She said it was in, within two minutes. She's like, so sorry. I meant I don't know if that should work. He's like, what? She's like, my bad. Like, Wait, it was only two minutes? She said it was within two minutes she made the correction. Okay. He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, sorry, really busy at work. And he's like, works on an excuse. She's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I messed up. I'm really, like, my hands are literally full. And I did proofread it. And she said, I, I said, contextually speaking, did your sentence you sent make sense? She's like, no, not really. Like, you really needed the if in there. I wasn't answering his question. He could have read between the lines. And she was like, he, it boiled down to one, can work be an excuse Two, she felt like for him, work can be an excuse, but maybe for her, it couldn't be. Hmm. And to what extent can you just say, sorry, I messed up? I mean, I'm going to be honest. If, if I was that girl and someone spoke to me like that, I would end the relationship (laughs) I know that's not the point of this conversation, but like you don't speak to someone you care about that way. I think work can be an excuse in many aspects, but I also think too from her, she, what I think when it comes to work, you shouldn't multitask your relationship and work. You should focus on work and you should focus on your relationship. And if you can't respond to that person in that moment, don't respond or say, Hey, I'm very busy at work. I will respond to you in three hours when I'm done with all of my work. Like, I don't think, I, I I think they're both in the wrong. I was going to say, okay, okay, because yesterday you initially were like, forget the guy. But I was going to say, now put a nice tone on him. Yeah. What if he's saying it all very nicely, though, and he's like, hey, because we, that's what we do here. We have to play all sides. Mm-hmm. What if he said, hey, babe, work's not an excuse. Don't, don't mess up those texts to me. I, I've, I would be fully on his side because I don't think she should have responded if she was juggling a million things at once. I think that she should have either waited or been like, hey, I'm so busy right now and I want to give you an intentional text. Let me text you back in 30 minutes because I I think that work can be an excuse in that moment. If like, let's say I'm in a meeting and my partner reaches out to me. He's like, well, I need advice. Like work is the priority in this moment because I'm in a meeting. Okay. So you're like, hold on. Yeah. So I think it's okay to be like, hold on, give me 30 minutes so I can give you my best self in 30 minutes. Or you're going to get a half-assed response that probably makes no sense grammatically. I, I yeah I was gonna say I'm kind of for everyone here in the sense of she's trying to text at work I'm I'm for I would do that and I would mess up the text message mm-hmm. I then appreciate her follow-up of sorry within two minutes she did proofread it I don't I wouldn't have done that yeah I wouldn't she, either she corrected it I think at that point he could be like babe phone up at work hit me when you can focus I think because she apologized he needs to drop it yeah. Also, why are we having serious conversations during the nine to five workday? Like I'm a, I'm, I'm like a very much a proponent of like, I can't, and maybe it's cause I can't multitask to save my life. Like I'm not going out asking if I had a boyfriend important questions during the nine to five workday, I'm going to wait until he gets home. And I do think she might be nine to five and I don't think he is. Okay. So it could have been, he's on an off time, something like that. Yeah. Are you down? Are you down for her to mess up the text and say sorry? Are you accepting it? Of course I am. Okay, you're like it's fine. She said she. F- I mean, if someone like we talked about this yesterday, if someone says they fuck up, like I'm gonna be like, at least you acknowledged it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm there the for typo. It. Like ew, yeah, I don't get the drama. And that's my that's one thing I do want to ask her too. Is, does this happen a lot? Are you messing like are we messing up texts a lot? Oh yeah, because if that was if you're dating someone who is like constantly miscommunicating with you messing up texts i would get frustrated if she's not and she messes up one and then says sorry i think you gotta drop it because now she's picking up her phone scared to death yeah and you don't want that either oh that's valid i didn't even think about if this has happened multiple times or not yeah it's so tricky because you don't know the dynamic of the relationship but i don't know i guess at the end of the day like i think they're both in the wrong okay okay let me ask you this what is your answer to is work an excuse? I think work can be an excuse 
so I think work can, this is where it gets so tough. I think work can and can't be an excuse. Like I don't think that work is an excuse to not be able to prioritize a person, Mm -hmm. but I think work can be an excuse. Like if you are in a meeting at that moment and can't talk, like work is the excuse for not talking. But I don't think if you, that I don't think like working all day means you can't talk to another person. I was going to say, I think work can be an excuse if you learn to manage it. Yeah, I think you can prioritize. Yeah, you manage the expectation on this side. Hey, I'm at work, so I can't respond right now. They don't get to respond back and be like, figure it out. No, work is an excuse right there. Yeah. But work can become your problem if you're trying to do both at the same time and you're messing up one area. Because if you're texting all day and you're doing bad work, you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to do good work and you're messing up your text, you feel bad about yourself. So if you do separate them, I think you got a shot. Yeah. But you have to communicate it. Yeah. I mean, like, if I was dating someone and they're trying to talk to me when we're recording, that's impossible. You can't do it. I mean, that's, yeah. But there's no excuse for me not to be able to text them right after being like, hey, just got done recording. was super busy. How's your day going? Yeah. Because, like, at that moment, I'm not doing something that's, like, taking all of my attention. Right. Yeah, I, I just, think you can manage it. Just learn how to freaking communicate. I'm so sick and tired of people not knowing how to communicate. Then that's not to the question. That's, I know. <laughs> that's a, I was like, wait, hold on. They are trying to communicate. I know. It's separate. <laughs> they need to communicate better. Well, I think it's a simple conversation of like, how do you want me to handle it? If I'm in the middle of work, do you want the answer right then, which might not be perfect? Or you want me to tell you, give me, give me 30. Yeah. And then she'll know. Yeah. I know Graham Bennett wants 30. He's not going to half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Like he's at work. He can't, he can't, he's like you, he's not going to multitask him. I guess it's kind of like knowing your partner. Cause I feel like for me and you, if I had an important question, I would just ask you any time of the day because I know you can multitask. But like, if you asked me an important question and it was a little bit later, I feel like you'd understand like Jordan just can't multitask. So she must be busy and wants to give me a great answer when she's free. How many times have you been like, Hey, I need that flight or something. And I say, I Graham has, will not answer me until seven. Every time. Every time because he's like you and he's it's not happening until he can. Yeah. And like if, if a friend sends me a very important text, I won't read it until I am home alone and I can focus. Yeah. And then I will forget to read it. And I, and so just... maybe they need. I mean, you would think that maybe they could understand each other's communication styles better. Yeah. But you know what? I used to think and literally it was you that I taught me this. <laughs> there are to like wake up and look at how people communicate. Because I really walked around on this earth and thought it would, we all pretty much were the same. I literally <laughs> thought that. Wait, I changed that for you? Yes, I did not realize that there could be, and like, you can have yours and I can have mine and mm-hmm. you can learn them. I walked around and pretty much thought we were pretty much all the same. Yeah, I think that's genuinely the most, I think that's like the, the way you have a successful relationship is learning each other's communication styles. And I've learned in a lot of a lot of it I actually have learned through dating men <laughs> not that I date women but just dating it's like I will tell them the way I communicate and a lot of them are like not mind blown but they can't accept it and if they can't accept it that's fine I just will realize like that won't work out because like they can't communicate the way that I need them to but because I'm always willing to communicate the way that that person needs if somebody came to me and said Give me the secret sauce to date Jordan. I would say, I just need 10 minutes of your time and I promise you, this is it. And I would say to that person, plan a, plan in advance. Mm-hmm. Respond to the text messages. Mm-hmm. Communicate exactly how you're feeling. And, and let me circle back to the planning part in advance. Do that. Tell her where to be and when to be. And everything else will take care. You can, and then you can go do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Now you take that recipe and put it on me. I will tell you the fuck so far off. But if, but it's your, but it, you know what I mean? It's like, and I think you going to some guy and saying, this is it. I think they're like, right. No, it's like, no, that's, that's it. Three things. That's it. Three things, the bare minimum. And if you do those three things, you could run around the world and I wouldn't care where you were. It, and cause if you'll know, you'll see them on Friday, mm-hmm. March, whatever. Yeah. And they, and it's a plan. And then when you get there, you actually have an itinerary of what you're doing for four days. Your flight is booked. This is your hotel reservation. It's all in your email. You don't need to talk to them past that. And you know, what's so funny. It's, I've never found a man who or I shouldn't say that recently. Cause I, the guy I dated for five years was excellent at that. I haven't found a man recently who can do that, but I know it exists because one of my friends can hundred percent because I know that they genuinely care. So it's just finding someone who genuinely cares enough to learn your communication style. Yes. And change, get a little uncomfortable for 
a month maybe and read it like and and i because i what i noticed when i met you too was i have seen a lot of my friends communication styles Mm -hmm. i never read them i saw them i wasn't paying attention to them oh as a person i was watching them Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand that that's what you could pick up. Yeah. So I think it's really beautiful when you, when somebody like explains that to you. I think it can change. I think it's like a do you want comfort or solutions type like. Yeah. G- like groundbreaking moment. And I think that's how you build like very good relationships, like monumental relationships that you'll continue with the rest of your life. Not these like half ass bare minimum surface level relationships. Coasting. Yeah. I had a friend in Nashville say they were talking about their significant other. And they were like, I just, if I could just get an argument with them, like that, like, then, I, then we could just be mad. And I was like, wait, wait, if you could just get in an argument with them. Like, so instead of, that to me was like choosing the chaotic route and like the lower mind and just like the easier, it's like a band-aid. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, if I can just get in an argument with them, then we could be mad at each other. And then like there would be fireworks and things like that. And I thought, how often do people choose to just get in an argument with their significant other as opposed to learning their communication style and communicating what they really want. Yeah, because I only argue with people I'm in relationships with for like two reasons. One, to get their attention because I feel like they're not listening to me. Or two, because I've been beating around the bush for about two weeks and haven't said what's on my mind and I'm about to just boil because I expect them to know what's on my mind and instead of communicating to them like, hey you did this. I just want them to assume and read my head or read my mind. But after two weeks, I want to blow up at them. <laughs> you can. And, and you're like, this is all I'm just going to pick popping. Yeah. And it's like, well, hold on. That doesn't actually solve anything, but you could do it if you just took like little baby steps in advance. Yeah. Did you want to read something from a book? Yeah. I think it's beside. Is oh, it think like a monk? No, I packed it. Hold on. Quick pause to talk about Adam and Eve because who wants better sex? Raise your hand. You guys can't see, but everybody's hands were immediately raised very high. Um, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve, it's this offer. I mean, we say it every time. They're offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing because you should be in a hurry for better sex. I used our code. Yeah, you did. I did. I bought a new vibrator like two weeks ago. Did it come fast? It did. And I got 50% off. Was it in discreet shipping? It was. My roommate had no idea. Okay, see, that's there we go. Case in point, ladies and gentlemen. Don't wait. Better sex is just a click away, quite literally. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom. Um, You had the vibrator? Yes. Have you used it? Yes. I mean, I know you're obsessed with their vibrators. (laughs) You guys can become obsessed with their vibrators too. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be as in vitreous as you want or anything you desire. Just enter offer code MEANGIRL at checkout. That's MEANGIRL, M-E-A-N-G-I-R-L at adamandeve.com. Happy sex. Woo. All right. Read that book. Okay. this This is still Michael Jordan's trainer. Relentless. And I, I think I recommended this book, and I would like to re- re-recommend it with caution. Oh. It's a real slap in the face. Like, it's not self-help. It's tough love. Like, highly tough love. Would it make me cry because I wanted to read it? <laughs> no. It won't make you cry. It, it's just about, like, relying on... Like, he's like, don't think. Like, your instinct's good enough. Um, also about, like, how to motivate people differently. But Mike, But the one thing about Michael Jordan was, like, he was an asshole to his teammates but he didn't care i just found that out yeah no no not not you what was the tweet i don't don't like that it's a certain mentality that's important to know though i think someone was like i tweeted i don't know what the tweet was but someone was pretty much like ah they're they're a team player just like michael jordan they never take shit but they're so good to the team and i was like yeah i'm just like mj nobody better than you will ever criticize you that was your tweet and then somebody responded back and said right just like michael jordan and jordan respond and i saw it on twitter and jordan responds back and is like exactly compare me to mj any day and the comments are just like the fuck <laughs> yeah apparently he was a dick i didn't know that <laughs> notoriously like but but so this is this was the this is the most now we have to stand up for mike a little bit all the players that played around him were so good and all got drafted by other teams for really high prices. When they all got drafted and went to the other teams, they were very bad because they were no longer around him who had this. He was a dick in the sense that he wouldn't comfort you, but he did. 
he made you better because he demanded something from you. I, I quite frankly don't know anybody like it that I can think of. But I always think it's important to study the greats. Because mm-hmm. I think they got there for a reason. He's one of the greats? Yeah, for a reason, yeah. I mean, he is the yep. best <laughs> basketball player to walk the planet. I'm crying. <laughs> Jordan's like, yeah. She didn't know. He was okay. <laughs> he definitely wasn't great. He was he was okay, I guess. I just, she knows his number. 23. Okay, thank God. I just took Alex's words and flipped him again. <laughs> he was great. He was really great. <laughs> he was great for a reason. I hate you. Co-signed by George Woodrow. Co-signed. Do you want to read the page? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't read. In public, I, I stumble. All right, you tell me you messed up, take responsibility, and then you've gained my trust. As soon as I, as soon as you start giving me reasons and rationalizations of why you messed up, I know you have something to hide and you're not ready to take ownership. So you save us both the time and you say, I fucked up. There's no faster way to alleviate pressure than saying, I'm the one that messed up. People think admitting mistakes creates more pressure because now they're to blame for something. So if, So that's like saying, if you messed up, it could be as simple as you're like, I forgot to post an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. And then instead of being, and let's say it was like the most important one in the world. Instead of being like, oh, fucked up, didn't post it. You were like, no, I did post it. Okay, well, then you have to like figure out how to like continue that lie. And then like, like that would be impossible. And that takes like 100% more energy than just simply saying I messed up. And then when you say you messed up, then I know you'll always tell me when you messed up. So then we've garnered each other's trust, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know the, the cycle. Okay. So as long as, you can continue, as long as you continue to deny responsibility, you have the added burden of covering your mistake. Okay, we talked about that. To, okay, so then it goes to communication styles of talking about how you and I both demand, like, you have to tell me when you fucked up, mm-hmm. vice versa. A lot of people, or tough love, which we talk about too, he says to a lot of people it feels like an attack to them, but to us it just feels like two people figuring things out. Because we're under this category that he talks about. So it's like we're simply working on a situation where some people, if you look at them and you're like, don't treat me like that. They crumble and they're like, you're so mean to me. And you're like, that's literally not what I said. Um, so failure, failure to me is when you bring other people into it and you look around for an outside factor instead of accepting your own mistake and planning a route to resolving the issue. So you're like, issue, okay, this is my route to solving it. Which is like the most important thing. Instead of issue it was them or it was that or I, it, it wasn't, but it was anything but me, right? That like whole thing. And then this is my favorite part because once you start blaming others, you're admitting you've lost control over the situation and without control over the situation, you can't create a solution. I mean, I feel like if you follow that, that is the, the key to a successful relationship. Quite literally. <laughs> like business, personal, romantic friendship like that. I mean, if you think about it, like that is our relationship in a nutshell. We're we're hella successful relationship. <laughs> and I mean he's talking like he's talking Kobe, Michael Jordan, uh Dwayne Wade, Charles Barkley, anybody trained with him, but a lot of people would train with him and couldn't do it mm-hmm. because he'll ask you a question like, Hey, did you party last night? And he can always tell if you did or didn't. Yeah. The ones that are like, Yep, and I'm gonna pay for it today. He's like, You can stay. The ones are like, Well, no, I mean I had like a couple beat like he's like, You hit the door. Yeah. Like look me in the face and tell me. Also, I think there's there's no weakness in being honest. Like if you're like, yeah, I did party last night. I'm going to pay for it today. I think that's so attractive and confident and not weak at all. But if you're like, no, I only had like one or two beers and then you do a lap and you can't even move. It's like you're weak. Yes. And then, oh my God, I didn't even think about this though. So if you take that analogy and you're like, did you party last night and you're honest about it and you're like, fucking did, then you just took the pressure off and you don't have to live the lie. Yes. But if you say I drank the three beers and you run the lap you got to better fake it because you're you have to follow up with the lie you just told about the beers. I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you're like, I could just straight up tell the truth or I could do a little bit of a white lie. But then the white lie consists of like this long term thing that like has to go on for two weeks and you get stressful about it. But if I just straight up told the truth, it might hurt in the second, but it's so much less pressure. How many times have you been in that situation and realize when you do just tell the truth, it's actually not bad at all. And it just works itself out and literally you just freed yourself. Yes, he's right. Like it's freeing. And then you're not like, and what was the lie? Okay, got it. Yeah. It's like us with emails today. We're not giving excuses anymore. No. We're just simply saying, got to reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. You could, you could just teach a class in communication. 
I will, and you're going to read the book and tell me what you think. Okay. I but will. I do, I want to put a caution out there. Like there are parts in it where your brain's like, no, but it's like so intriguing to understand. It's not like think like a monk where you're going to feel like uplifted after every chapter. It's not soft and nice. And he says that though. He's like, I'm not here to, I'm not training him because I was nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it wasn't written by Michael Jordan, right? No, it's by the trainer that trained him. Got it. Relentless. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I literally I love that our last two episodes are just like questions. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Okay, so do you think? Okay, so when you first start seeing somebody, you like have to obviously get to know them on a emotional level, and it's it's usually like, that's why people are always like go on two dates because the first date never usually is amazing. And then if you get to know someone, you usually start to like them over time. Do you think with sex, like there's ever, uh, and this is coming from a movie I watched. Cause like in movies they're like, they have sex and it's just like pew, 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 fireworks and amazing all the time. And like, I've never had sex with somebody for the first time ever and been like mind blown away. But like the second, third, fourth time it's been, it's been incredible because it like gets better, the more comfortable you are with them. So I'm wondering, I'm like, do you think in any scenario you will have sex with someone and it will just be like firework city right off the bat? Cause kisses can be. Okay. <laughs> just had this talk the other day. So I do have a thought on this. Wait, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's ironic. Okay. So I have to answer in two parts. One, I think, yes, there's one night stands where you two are insanely compatible and the sex was mind blowing. And you're like, holy fuck. I will call them when I'm in Miami again. Okay. That level I do think exists. I think the reason the sex is so much better second, third, and fourth time is because I firmly believe the deeper the connection, the more you get to know someone, even if you establish like one serious conversation with them and you've established like an emotional connection with them, sex means more. It came from a guy who told me, I was like, would you rather have like a hot one night stand or would you rather like really get to know a girl, but she makes you wait forever to have sex with her? He's like the second one. This is, I'm talking to like a fuck boy here. He's like the second one, because if I have an emotional connection with her, it'll like mean so much more when we're like fucking or making love or something. And I was like, that does make sense. So that's why I think the second and third are because you're like, I have a crush on you now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more comfortable with you. Like it's deeper and it like means more. So I think, I think that there's a lot of validity, validity to that. Yeah. Cause I've, I've definitely have the, had those kisses where you kiss someone and you're like, I'm sorry, what just happened? Bad or good way? No, in a good way. You're okay. just like, holy crap. Like, I mean, there's this someone vividly in my mind that I literally made out with like once in a blue moon only spoke like that day never spoke again and it was one of the best makeouts of my entire life mm-hmm. and then i've i've dated people for a long period of time where i'm just like mm-hmm. is it gonna get better is it gonna get better but i've never had like i've never been in a situation where i have sex with someone for the first time and been like holy fuck what just happened fireworks everywhere you know what i mean yes so the first one is like the guy you see at the bar and you're like he's hot face value he's hot if he kissed me and like the way he touched me, fireworks are going off. Mm-hmm. Then there's the guy that you start texting first, right? And you're like, oh, I like him. Oh, he just said that. Or you're like, you call him with like a hard problem and he answers it well. And you're like, fuck, I just think he's like really hot. You think he's hot because of the things he does. And then he starts to get real hot to you. That's where I think sex is so much better down the road. Yeah. Because I've definitely like dated people where sex has gotten great throughout the relationship. But yeah, I've just, I've never, I never knew if like that existed where you have sex with someone once and it's just like so mind blowing. You just are like, I, what, like speechless cannot, what just happened? I feel like the second time is always better because the first time you're just trying to, like you're, it's just like a new body. Yeah. Each other's styles. like different and you're like. Oh, that's a little longer. <laughs> or like, that's a little like harder. I don't know. You know what I mean? Fully. The second time like, is always great. Yeah. Longer. Like, where did I put my hand? It's just like more like thought, I guess. And the second time, it's like, oh, okay, let's just do it. Yeah. I was just um, browsing my list in my head today. She, it's like, we're not talking about that. Bleep <laughs> <laughs> that out. Bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk offline i think but i do think there's a guy that really knows what he's doing yeah it, ta- it takes it to have mind-blowing sex the first time i think it takes that guy that just knows he goes way around the bedroom with every girl mm-hmm. and he just knows exactly what to do. he's flipping 
in in that scenario, I think the second one's you just saw all the tricks. You just saw the cards the first time. Yeah, because it's like everyone kind of has a skill. Like some people are just great at making out. Some people are great in bed, this or that. And like some people just can be great kissers across the board. Some people can just be great at having sex across the board. Some people have to work at it a little bit. Some people are great at texting. Yeah. Some people are really bad at it. Some people are great at in-person communication. Some people fucking suck. And some people don't know how to hold the door for you. Like there's, you know, there's going to be like, eh, there's yeah. going to be out there. Where do you excel? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and my, my new dating profile is just tell me what you're good and bad at. <laughs> Make a list. What if everyone just submitted lists? What if on dating profiles, you had your three things about you that you're really good at and you're really bad at and guys did too. And it just was directly messaged to you. And you're like, okay, he's a workaholic. Like he told you his three cons right out of the gate. So you're like, he's a workaholic. He can't cook. Yeah. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunity, threats. (laughs) I think that would be like, that would just like solve everything. I'm going to be 10 minutes late to every day. You could be like, that's a deal breaker for me or that's a deal maker for me. Like if someone was like, I am not emotionally um, depth, I would immediately swipe. No, maybe I'm so good in the bedroom. Okay. That might overshadow emotional depth for me or not. It would, it, you could, you could pick. Yeah. Like, Oh my, oh my God. Cause instead of finding that out after four or five dates, like that, they can't have an emotional connection with you when you're already a little bit of attached is so much worse than finding that out before you even meet them. And you don't make your list. Your best friend makes it. And it, and it's brutally honest. So you have no bias on your list. Did you just invent the best dating app in the world? Yeah. And cut that part out because I don't want anybody to steal my idea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> TM trademarked by Alex Bennett. Or put it in there and let's ask for investors. Let, that actually is an incredible idea. Just like three, three pros, cons, and be honest on your cons. And you can't fill it out. And it has to be, I read your eyes and it can't be your eyes. Yeah, because that's where people, where, where guys are going to be like, Psh, nothing's wrong with me. I'm amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I work too hard. I'm like, such a hard it's worker. It's a job interview where the cons are pros. My dick is too big. Yeah. <laughs> It'll hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my apartment's too big and I won't clean it myself. My dick is just too big. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, what's your question? Okay, my question is, do you think you can have an orgasm with a guy just using his hands? Well, yes. Wait, for me personally or in the world? For other people? You personally. I do believe it's possible. Jose, for everyone in the world, it is possible. I, I mean, I'm sure it is possible with me. It's never happened. Okay. Has it happened with you? All the time. All the time, but, but, but not always. But um, not my whole life. Internal or external? In. Okay. Yes, correct. Well, it could be either. No, out always, out always. Okay. In this is a new-ish thing for me. So yeah, because I I was thinking I have had the orgasm one time from him touching my boobs, and then I was like, I bet you could do it again. Just with one hand, one hand could give somebody an orgasm. I firmly believe that. Yeah. Furthermore, do you guys notice your body's changing? Like, I didn't notice my body changing. And then like recently I'm noticing my body's like changing. What do you mean changing? Just like, even as, even like air, like my, like the shape of my body's different. Oh yeah. I, that happened to me. I vividly remember the moment that happened to me. I was, um, 20, I think I was like 23. I used to be a lanky little mother trucker in high school and college, like like this big. And then I got like more of a woman's body when I like 23, like went up a few sizes in pants, like fully. Like my, my, but like the shape of my body is different. What do you mean? Give me an example. You're working out differently. You're boxing. Maybe it's just like you're gaining muscle in different places. Maybe. Like what's an example? Like I feel like my arms are like di- like I feel like my whole entire body looks different like I don't know how to explain it, like a specific example like in a good way bad way Di- I don't mind it no way just not good or bad like yesterday Graham came home and he's like did you get lip injections and I was like no like my lips to- my my lips to me look the same yeah you but he was like lips. you look different okay you know what's so funny yesterday when we were sitting down having our meeting in the hotel I looked at you and I was like, something looks so different about her. No, I look different. You do look different. <laughs> In the past like month. No, Alex, I literally remember looking at you being like, something looks so different. You looked so young yesterday. My my clothes fit different, but like, not, like I'm like, 
What's different? Are you aging backwards? But also, you have this weird thing where you every year you look like a different human being. <laughs> no, like I yesterday on TikTok, this TikTok popped up and it was a you and Graham, and it was the husband reveal one, and your hair was like to here, and I was like, "Is that Alex Bennett?" I was like, "One, you look like you're 35. Two, who is this person? It's not the person I've I saw today." I don't know her with short hair anymore. I literally, I you popped up on my For You page and I was like, is that, is that Alex Bennett? I had to do a double take. So weird. <laughs> you, your wedding pictures, you look different. Oh, your wedding pictures are crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, who is that? Who is it? <laughs> is she? Well, you got a little good at makeup. Maybe it's like you're doing your makeup different. No, there's <laughs> something that looks different about you. I don't know what it is. You like, look similar today, but yesterday you looked very different. At the gym, I was like, I don't know my body. It's not. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. Yes. No. It's never better or worse. You've never looked bad a day in your life. Like, but you don't look the same. I'm not. But I'm not saying like in terms of the. I'm not. Like, I don't like my body more. I don't like it less. Yeah. I just look at it and I think just doesn't look like it did last week. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna have to see you in like an outfit you wore. Like I'm gonna have to look at a picture of you in an outfit like from last year and then today in the same outfit okay i'll do that for you because it's hard because you i mean we only wear <laughs> leggings and sweatpants every day we're, in be- we're even in the bed today yeah next week we'll be dressed up that's so yeah you you're like a chameleon you not chameleon you just what's something that changes every year you're like benjamin buttoning up and down <laughs> weather <laughs> up and down all around <laughs> quick pause to talk about better help because this show is sponsored by better help it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. With the stresses of everyday life, it can feel like we're constantly being pulled in a million different directions. And we are. We know that feeling all too well. You guys know and we talk about it all the time that the Mean Girl Pod is a massive proponent of therapy because it's always good when it's good. But when it's bad, it's always nice to have a sounding ear. And because of this, our mental health and well-being can sometimes take a back seat. It's very important that we make it a priority and when we spend all of our time giving it can make us feel stretched thin and burned out if you're thinking of starting therapy and we highly recommend that you do give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and entirely suited to your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge Find a more balanced life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mean Girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. And you can get 10% off your first month. Happy therapy. All right, AB, do what you do best. Follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Give us a five-star review. I think that's it. I think that's it. We love you guys. Have a great week. And we're going to be hopefully seeing you guys in Dallas.